What's up, guys, and welcome to Unified Mood. As always, I am so grateful for you to be joining me here today. Now, today, we have a very special guest on the show, the man, the myth, uh, the legend, uh, Harpoon. Round of applause. <laughs> welcome it's been to a hot minute. the show. It's good to have you back on. Um, it's good to be back. I'm a bit rusty. I haven't done a podcast Probably for four months, five months. So, I mean, the car saga actually. You're really coming in at. I just come in big events. <laughs> Any big <laughs> controversial <milestones>. character. <laughs> he falls off of the grid for just months, and then you know just comes back hard, fast, and strong with a dramatic entrance. Uh, yeah, and I think today is going to be a great, a great comeback. We've got some big topics to discuss after uh, some uh, controversial posts from yours truly. <laughs> but I'm a big fanatic of what is actually posted and a lot of our conversations as a couple behind the scenes are predominantly about big issues that we never really film and I feel like we should definitely do it a lot more and just show the other people in everyday life what we actually talk about. It's not actually boring conversations. It's very high-level, emotionally driven and world event topics. So I feel like I really love discussing this so this is what I actually look at a lot of in my free time my podcast that I listen to are world events really big um, podcasters talking about big political issues and it's all about just having an opinion listening to someone else's opinion and as simple as that like everyone's allowed an opinion at the end of the day and I think that is getting lost in current society where cancel culture is coming and you need to be able to have free speech and I think you can agree to disagree with someone. That's fine. I can have best friends that have different views to me and that's what's special about conversation, right? So I think today will be a great conversation and for people to see how that you need to communicate. I, uh, I think that it's a really interesting industry and a really interesting time to be having this conversation as well. Um, I think for me, particularly being in the health and fitness industry and the circle that I surround myself with and the conversations that I really have often, the conversations you have with people in your every single day life, to, for the majority of the part, don't reflect what they're posting on social media. And I think that people are doing that and they pussyfoot around what they actually believe in and what they want to say because they are so afraid of being cancelled and they are so afraid that their different opinion or out there or bold opinion might lose them followers. Um, and I think for me, as of lately, I think Ryan's really been a big influence into opening and expanding my mind and saying, you know what, I do have some really strong opinions. Like I am someone that is highly educated, is very strong and passionate in my opinion. Why am I shielding this from the world? And why am I so afraid of what people are going to think of me uh, that I don't feel that I can actually express that on my main platform, which is Instagram. And um, I think on the podcast, I speak probably more freely because I feel that that community and that space are better for talking in more out there conversations but I think the reflection of what I've just posted on social media is just the prime example of uh, how quickly society wants to cancel you out. Um, yeah, I think what I've taken from there is the fact that you can portray your message in long-form content is always the way when you've said you've been called out on Instagram because ultimately you've done a motivational video, which we'll get into, which is only basically a minute long. So the fact that you can talk to your community on a podcast in long form means that you can get your point across to uh, like a, a greater extent rather than, hey, I've got a minute to get my point across and it can be 
misconstrued and taken out of context, which is what it has been by many psychopaths that don't have a, <laughs> a very good um, understanding of how to interpret a video. Um, I think let's start off even just about what that post, like the actual post itself, right? When I sat down to create this full Instagram post, uh, my intention was with it was that I am so sick of seeing on social media these perfectly curated routines uh, and people getting ready, all these gym girls getting ready, doing their morning routines and not giving the information that actually is going to instill change within people. Because at the end of the day, you telling me what your morning pre-workout is, what you eat for breakfast and what you're wearing to the gym is not going to be the thing that gets me motivated and inspired and uh, snap out of my uh, victim mentality to actually finally get up, get ready, stop snoozing the alarm at 4.30 a.m. and actually start instilling change. Um, So the post was curated specifically to say, you know what, you need a reality check uh, that at the end of the day, this perfect, uh, and I want to say perfect influences morning routine, because I don't believe anyone has a perfect morning routine. And I think the reality of it is that normally it's 4.30 in the morning, it's dark, and we all look homeless people. But these perfectly curated routines and mornings, they don't really exist. Uh, and that uh, for you to actually create a morning routine and to be compliant to it, You need to stop comparing yourself to other people's benchmarks and standards of a routine and start creating your own. And and I think further to that, I use the gym as the main example of it, as getting up and going to the gym. But at the end of the day, if it's that you don't want to get up and go to the gym, that's completely your autonomy to do so. That's completely on you. If you don't want to exercise when you wake up, that's fine. But I'm encouraging you to get up and do something. You know what I mean? Like the whole post is about getting up and taking action and relinquishing your bullshit excuses and stop succumbing to the fact that you are probably actually a lazy motherfucker and you've been making excuses your whole entire life and you need someone to say, snap out of it and actually start taking some action. And the reason that I'm saying the difference between an influencer, which I called a bimbo influencer, because at the end of the day, if I'm truly honest with you, the majority of female influencers these days aren't the people that are out there fucking like me who are saying, you know what, this is actually how you need to instill change. They're showing you fucking a picture of their ass the whole entire time, their booty workouts, their selfies in the gym mirror, and that's what they're giving you. That's the inspiration that you're leading off and you're wondering why you keep on fucking not being able to get your ass to the gym and going after great things in life and to finally make things happen is because your major role models aren't instilling educational pieces and inspiring you to actually take action. So I think that that was the base concept of it. And I think that uh, it inspired a lot of people and it really got people angry as well. And I think for the majority of people that were angry at me for it, and I would have to say the majority of the community that were angry at me were the mums and bubs community. (laughs) If I go through the thread and read the messages, a lot of them were mums and bubs community that were talking about that I couldn't compare my life to their life. And we can go into that further. And then there was mental health that came into the equation And then things that were, I guess, uh, the post wasn't created for the type of people that were then also entering into the conversation. Like a lot of people were jumping into the thread who were clearly not lazy people at all, were really busy, proactive people and getting things done, were in there 
for the wrong reasons. And then there was people particularly with terminal illnesses and things that this post really wasn't created for. My content can't be created for every single person in the whole entire world, nor was it intended to. It was intended for the people that are able to do something but still elect not to do something by using excuses. Um, Wow. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I've got a bunch of notes I wanted to go through individually, but she just really just went on a six-minute tirade and just just said everything. No, I just wanted to, like, that's the base. Like, honestly, that is just the base. I I just wanted to give you guys the, like, Okay, you've had your time. Shush. You've had six minutes. Calm (laughs) your shit. Calm your shit. All right. We're going to break everything down individually because there was a lot to unpack in what you just said. I think it was a good overarching summarization of what this whole last post has been about. Correct. Um, first thing I want to touch on is staying on topic, which is the main one, because a lot of people, when they were coming into the comment sections, which I kept relaying the fact to you, people would pull other arguments from different spaces and throw it in the mix. First one that really struck it with me was this screams white privilege. Now the post has got nothing to do with race or color, but a white female will throw that in there and try and misconstrue it in the argument. So I kept drilling the fact home to you, the core argument that you were trying to make is if you don't like your life circumstances, if you are being lazy and you know deep down in your heart you are being lazy, then you need to fix it. You need to do it by going to the gym, getting some exercise, whatever it may be. Yeah. Correct. That's So that's your main point that you were trying to drill home. When people start throwing in other arguments, hey, I'm an amputee, hey, I'm this, hey, I'm that, like they're all separate issues. They're not what we're talking about. Yeah. So when you start combining multiple issues, that's when you can never win an argument. So the first things first, we're saying... But it's not about winning the argument as well. It's not it's winning the argument. It's, it's getting your point across. What you're actually yeah. talking about, let's yeah. stay about what I'm talking about. Because you, yeah. you can go back and forth with these idiots online till the cows come home. <laughs> they literally, ha- that's what they want. They want a reaction. They want to keep fighting and tell you their problems. So stick to the topic. You're here to help people that are in a terrible circumstance to get out of their slump and get control of their shit ultimately. And to get motivated, get inspired by it. And I also just want to add in here as well so that you guys know, um, I was writing back to comments at the start and then it got to the point with me where I was like, look, like the people that are actually responding in my DMs are really the people and the heart of my community who I want to be speaking to. Ryan... I, without me asking, it jumped into the field. She had a gun to my head no. and was like, you reply to this one. She did not. No, no I, just li- I just like going in because predominantly the whole video is things that I would say to Henny as well behind the scenes, but I just didn't post it because I really don't have a gym. He watched the video and it was probably the first time, Ryan, I showed him the video and I was like, uh, I was like, it's the first time I actually liked any of her content. After he watched it, he was like, that was really good. Like that was really bang on. And I think, Right, I think the big thing for Ryan, and it's <laughs> it was really bang on. Did you do that promoted. on purpose? No, no, no. Um, I think the big thing about Ryan, and we've even had conversations about it in our relationship, truly about it, is that what I am in on social media is very much a, a censored version of what I am in real life. It's that's not, everyone, though. I no, feel like no, correct. Like that's everyone, but it's just like you should be showing more of. Your authentic you self. My authentic self, which I absolutely do. I'm not going to disregard that in any way. I believe that I'm very authentic on there. But I am a, very much your best friend, your biggest hype girl, biggest supporter. But I'm also extremely blunt, savage, and straight to the line. And I think Ryan has really encouraged for me to be like, you know what? You shouldn't be shielding that from the world. You don't need to be shielding that from the world. So 
Ryan jumping into the comments. Uh, I mean, if you want to get some popcorn on cinnamon down, it's a it's a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think what uh, basically what I said at the start is that you should be able to have conversation with people, and that's basically what it was. And what I learnt, uh, I've written a bunch of notes of what I've just learnt from having these conversations with people, and one of the main ones was that people just want to, I think, be. Um, they want to be confirmed on the way they feel. They want to have appraisal and they, they want, want to... Their emotions so they, they want, yeah, they want the compliments and to let them know that they have been working hard. And a lot of people were coming in the comments for the certain video saying, I work 12-hour days, I don't get time to go to the gym. That was a lot of the arguments oh, wow. that I saw. So firstly, the post is about being lazy. So if you are working 12 hours a day, you are the definition of a not a lazy person straight up so it's really mind-blowing to me that you would play the victim card it, it's all about self-awareness to me if you know you're not being lazy you would not get triggered you'd just swipe past it and be like okay i'm yeah. not lazy no offense taken yeah if you know that you've been lazy deep in your heart and you're like fuck i have been lazy it's triggered an emotion with you and you've jumped onto a stranger's instagram that you don't know and like there was some death threats. There's people like yeah, DMing people, some crazy shit. Yeah, you know, it's like crazy, yeah. you've got some serious issues at hand. If you're going to inbox someone that you don't know about nothing about and try and like bring them down to your level, you're trying to inspire them to do more. Yeah. They're trying to bring you down. So, and, and as the conversations went on, when I was in these DMs back and forth with people, yes, we had differing views and it actually went more to the side of mindset and depression, which is what they were talking about. But ultimately at the end of the day, we actually finished the the conversation after about 30 comments back and forth. And we're like, have a great day. We agree to disagree. And, and the comment was that I have personally, I don't have depression. I get waves of sometimes feeling depressed when things aren't going the way I want them to in my life, which is a, my because I'm a DJ and music producer, if my songs aren't signed to big labels and if I'm not playing the gigs that I want to be, yeah. that's when I feel depressed. But whose fault is that? It's mine. It's because I haven't fucking made a good enough song in the studio. It's because I haven't been hitting enough promoters. It's ultimately my fault. So I know that. But, but the people that's, that... That's yeah, your self-awareness, right? That's self-awareness. And that's what I was talking about directly in the post, right? I'm saying in my direct post... Uh, it's that focusing inwards and that focusing outwards concept. Uh, so that example that Ryan's just said then, uh, he might be angry outwards uh, that people might not be connecting with his music and maybe he didn't land a gig or maybe the song didn't pop off the way that it did, right? He's always angry at that outward circumstance. But if he reflects inwards and he's like, the reason that I am angry for this reason is because I didn't do this in my production. I didn't do this. I didn't learn. I didn't evolve. And so it's that self-awareness about what Ryan is talking about. So when people are coming in there and they are so, so passionate in their conviction that they are not lazy and they're giving you all of these external circumstances of why they are miserable in their existence, maybe because they're hating their job, maybe because they do actually have depression, maybe because they aren't happy in a marriage, because of whatever reason that these people are unhappy, they are externally trying to get that validation that, oh, poor you, like, uh, that's okay for you to be making those excuses instead of actually looking inwards and saying, you know what, at the end of the day, I've got choices uh, and I choose what I do with my circumstances right now. Maybe you didn't have a choice previously. Maybe you did land in a certain circumstance, but you always have a choice in the right now to say, if I self-reflect and I actually do sit with her words about it, yeah, I have been kind of lazy and 
yeah, I can actually do something about it. And I, I believe that the people that have been messaging me, and I've had quite a few messages now a few days after it, particularly the people that message me and say, hey, I actually read it, I watched your post uh, and I was furious. I was so angry at you for calling me lazy. How dare you call me lazy? And I sat at work and I was sitting there typing away, thinking about like what I was going to say to you in retaliation. And then it was like a light bulb moment for me of, oh, wait, I'm not angry at Henny. I'm not angry at her for calling me lazy. I'm angry at myself because I know truly deeply down that I am actually giving up in life for whatever element and I can be doing more. And that's a really confronting thing for people. And um, yeah, I think it's that, that's that balance between it's, focusing inwards, outwards. And it's extreme accountability. You are exactly where you deserve to be in life. That's 100% it. If, right. you are, if you are unhappy with where you are in life, it's 100% your fault. You are the reason you are where you are. Yeah. A certain amount of decisions in your life have led you to be where you are. Yeah. And there's a, there's a quote that's on – I write quotes on my um, whiteboard in my room. I love quotes. You do love quotes. And there's one, my favourite one, um, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. I love that. Meaning you always, everyone always thinks they should have started something earlier. Yeah. But the next best time is right fucking now. I wish I started doing music when I was 10, but I didn't. And I fucking hate myself for it. But what can you do? Nothing. Nothing. You Get on with it. can't change the past. Keep, yeah. keep moving forwards. Um, so yeah, people were really, people were really aggravated on this post. And what we've come, yeah, the conclusion basically, they want to be, um, reassured of their feelings to, to express like, hey, I am a hard worker and they sort of want that pat on the back and behind closed doors we've had conversations and I'm like, okay, let's like put yourself in this person's shoes. Maybe she is a mother of three kids, blah, 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 blah. Her husband's at work trying to make make the bread to come home to pay the mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. He hasn't said, hey, you've done a great job. Like maybe she hasn't had a compliment in years. She's she's working really hard. It's really getting to her. Yeah. And what I noticed was I was like, you are a hard worker. I wrote that in the comments. I'm like, you're a hard worker. This post is not what it's about. So if, if you were self-aware enough, you need to analyze yourself and really know yourself internally and externally what you're saying. If you were content with who you are, you don't need someone external validation. You don't need to message a stranger to get that emotional re- like release of dopamine to say, hey, you, you are a hard worker. You should just know, hey, I've been working really hard. Yep, I'm a hard worker. Or, hey, I haven't been working really hard. Don't take offense to it. Fix it. But I think it's also... A that was your overarching message. That's yeah, what you were trying to achieve. And I think it's a societal thing. And I think that I do believe that it's really hard as well in social media, the way that we live and the way that we function these days, that you have to be working the whole entire time and people have to be hustling and they have to be always doing things. That's not what my message is about, right? My message is 100% work smarter, not harder. And uh, the core ethos of that idea and that concept uh, is that you know what... Uh, If you want to have the life uh, that you've always wanted, no matter what circumstances that you are in uh, and uh, what decisions you have made until this moment, uh, if it is uh, the job, if it is uh, your mental health, if it is uh, your children, if there are so many different factors or maybe it's a little bit of everything, it is not to say that you don't have additional time to be able to be doing more within your day. And I'm not telling you, this is why I'm saying you don't need to be working the whole entire time. I'm not encouraging people that they have to be working all day, every day. For some people, that is just not the end goal and that's okay. But I am saying to people is you do have time for the things that you're talking about. And I think that's really even further solidified for me because 
people who are messaging me complaining that they have no time and they are writing these long-winded <laughs> essays to me and uh, they found me because of another page or because they found me because of some like tattle in the wild page, page or, yeah. or some other page that they were scrolling if they've been scrolling for let's say minimum half an hour i would say probably more for a majority of these people if you have time to be messaging me and finding me as a complete stranger that you don't even follow to message, uh, then you have time to be doing a home workout or maybe educating yourself so that you can get a better job or maybe starting that side hustle that you've been talking about or maybe going out for a walk. Maybe, like, you know, there's so many different things and uh, that's the whole thing. It doesn't have to be going to the gym. Like, if you don't want to go to the gym, then fuck the gym. Not the gym isn't for everyone. But there is so much more that you can be doing in life that if you are unhappy with your circumstances, that you can get out of your circumstances. And for particularly the people that are saying, I'm working a 12-hour job and I'm messaging you from work, (laughs) why the fuck are you on your phone scrolling social media and messaging a stranger while you're meant to be at work working so hard? You wonder why you're not moving up the ranks in work? Well, get off your fucking phone and do better at your job. Yeah, there was so much hypocrisy in all the comments. It doesn't make logical sense from any standpoint. And especially what you're saying, there was someone that actually wrote, I'm at work right now, still currently. I'm like, well... I would hate to be paying your wages if you're fucking replying to me. You're literally going back and forth with an, a person you don't know's boyfriend on a topic yeah. whilst you're working really hard and you want that validation. It's it's so hypocrisy. Yeah. Uh, hypocrisy. <laughs> it's just baffling. It is honestly like I feel for me, anyone that was complaining about not having time uh, and because they were so busy because of work commitments and also children commitments, uh, Firstly, uh, regarding the children one, which I do have a lot to say about that because a lot of people and a lot of mums were trying to do the whole mum guilt on me and uh, they were trying to say, just wait until you have kids and then you can come back. And then someone sent me a screenshot this morning saying, I've screenshotted this so when you have children, I can tell you how wrong you were. Firstly, if I don't want to have children... uh, I don't have to have children. I am sick of the societal pressure that a woman's biggest aspiration in life has to be to stay at home and look after kids. If you want to do that with your body and that's what you want to do with your life and you fucking love being a mum, fucking amazing for you. I have only but the highest accolades for all of these mums out there that are fucking looking after kids that are working, that are doing their side hustles, training and doing it all and loving their life. Um, your choice, your body, your terms. If I don't want to have children, let's just make it clear, guys. I'm 33 years old. I was in a 10-year relationship, engaged to someone and on the path to having children and the white picket fence, and I chose a different path. Uh, so if I'm choosing not to have children, then that is my choice. And I'm sick of this guilt of you just wait until you have kids. And you know what? If I do decide to have kids one day, uh, maybe it will be that I would be focusing for me Personally, because I am so career driven and I am so focused on being able to hustle and go to the gym, what would I need to do to financially A, put myself in a position that I would be able to still be able to get the balance between those worlds, which I know many mums have been able to do, or what would I need to do to set up my life to still make that happen? And those are all big decisions that I would have to make before I would ever even entertain to have children. Yeah, I think you're one of behind closed doors. No one sees this, but you are one of the hardest working motherfuckers I've ever seen from sun up till sundown. Sometimes 
we actually have to schedule an hour together a day because we're both fucking hustling so hard. I'll be in one room, you'll be in another. And then even when we cook dinner, sometimes you'll be like editing the post to inspire the people that you're trying to, to bring up. And, you know, we, we don't even have time to ourselves sometimes because you're such a hard worker. So no, I can, no, 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 but I'm just an influencer. I'm just yeah, I want to get I want to get into that as well. <laughs> I've got a whole side note on influencer <laughs> and what I think an influencer is because I have seen this quote getting thrown around a lot and I can see both sides because I've also been a tradesman, come from a small country town where you're like, oh, that person's an influencer, blah, blah, blah. And then I've also been on the side of dating them, hanging around them. Technically, you could say you're being one, but I actually don't know... How people like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna attack this from so many different points. Okay, so an influencer to me is someone with a large following that you look up to just for solely being them and because they inspire you. The fact of the number of followers to me does not matter. I do not care if you've got two thousand followers or twenty million. Doesn't matter. You're influenced by their mindset and what they're they're bringing to the table. So for someone. We're just going to do it in any sense. They're trying to use it as an insult for a start. Like, you're just an influencer. No, she's a head of brand. She runs about three different companies and hustles sun up to sundown. An influencer is literally a person that probably gets paid to do posts constantly, and that's their sole income. Now, for me, influencing... It, it, it's such oh man, there's so many different ways to come at it. So I think there's so because coming from a your small country town, right? So most people's perception, and I feel like the people are commenting, their perception is these people do nothing. They've become famous for their looks and their body. They've done some TikTok dancing. That's what I would. If I have any hate towards an influencer, it'd be like, okay, they've never inspired me to do anything. They've never achieved anything. They've put some trending sounds over a video of them looking really great, mm-hmm. and they've blown up. You are a different case in the sense that you are empowering women. You're inspiring women. Can, can you stop hitting the camera, please, Nanook? <laughs> Nanook wants to jump like, in on the action. Yeah, um, yeah so you're, you're a complete deaf and cattle of fish, but I can see why people, they, they try and use that as an attack. But in defense of influencers, they've worked really hard. The ones that haven't bought their followers and aren't fake like accounts, yeah. they've worked really hard. For them to grow a following of X amount of followers. They've obviously done something in their life. They've accomplished some hardship to grow the following that they have. So even if it's not what your definition of hard work is, it's what you say all the time. It's it's your definition of hard versus someone else's. Don't mix your hard. So if someone has worked day and night on their computer vlogging themselves, that is still hard work. They still have to come up with the idea, the content, filming it, editing it, making you feel like you, they, you deserve their, uh, they, (laughs) you, they deserve your follow. Yeah. That's what I was trying to spin it. (laughs) They deserve your follow rather than, um, you know, I went off track. Then stop barking, Nanook. Jesus Christ. Our dog is just the- sitting here just going ham. <laughs> He's literally just staring at me. So they are working hard. They may not be working a 12-hour shift, you know, in a nursing choices, scrubs and choices, stuff. like Exactly. Guys, so like- don't, don't confuse hard. So the term influencer to me is, yeah, someone that inspires you. I don't think it's an insult, to be honest. But I think people blur the lines of what an influencer is. I think for me, uh, what my biggest thing about, my biggest qualm about, and particularly with people in the messages saying, you're just an influencer, come back to me when you do a nine to five, or you're just an influencer. A lot of the sort of tabloid um, articles are influencer. And for me personally, and for my circumstances, uh, 
I am so much more than an influencer. This, my Instagram, my social media is a really small portion of how I spend my day. I have pretty much been full-time with Rare now for three years. And before that, I was full-time with Lauren Simpson Fitness. And before that, I owned my own company as a personal trainer and had my own gym. And uh, so, yes, I am doing part-time hours now, but they're still pretty much full-time hours, if I'm truly honest. Uh, And further to that, I will also be doing my Instagram, which, guys, I don't earn money from my Instagram. There is only a couple of collaborations that are on that page that I earn money from. Other than that, the page is a place of inspiration, community, motivation, and education. And I don't get paid to do my podcast, which I do for you guys. I don't get paid. I purely do it. And I've always done it, even when I've been working in full-time roles, as a place of inspiration, motivation, and community. And so when people throw this term at me, you're just an influencer, you don't understand what work is, come back to me when work is, I am quite happy to say that I am a really fucking hard worker. And that's where I do find it insulting to a degree because I'm sort of like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, uh, I, I, I'm not just an influencer. And I think the problem is, is for people who have never seen me before, which is where all the haters, the haters are coming from my community at the end of the day. The, mo- the majority of my community over this whole entire time have been supportive, amazing, and know who I am. The hate is coming from people who are just seeing surface level that my title is influencer and they're sharing it around and getting all this hate. So they're being inspired by around their circumstances. For me personally, When I look on social media, and this was kind of what my post was about as well. That's why I said bimbo person at the start of the time because there is a shitload of girls, men, everyone on social media this day with no education, with no qualification, with no life experience and with no driving reason why except for making money and growing followers that are the leaders of our community these days. And that's why I'm desperately yearning for people to open their eyes and look for deeper connections with humans and people like me and Ryan who are willing to put ourselves out there and give hard words and to open your minds and expand your thoughts for so much more than just the surface level, which is that's where I at the surface level influences I have a problem with. The in-depth, educated, inspiring, amazing humans with absolutely I'm all for. But that goes for the point of what I'm saying also of you didn't just wake up. Everyone starts an account with zero followers. Correct. For you to amass, you're only a very, very tiny I'm influencer. Tiny. You're like minute. 29k. There's that's not full, much at all. There's yeah, there's influencers with millions and millions of followers. So everyone starts on zero followers. You've amassed that from your mindset, what you're, the message you're portraying. So there is a degree of hard work. The people that are writing have no followers. And you know why? Because you're not putting any inspirational knowledge back out into the universe. And showing <laughs> your, main, your main message is showing up when you don't feel like it. And I think this podcast is like a detriment to your... Your, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, is this not a good thing? What are we it's doing? It's a detriment. Like, where are we going no, in this podcast? It's a, um, it, it's testament. A yeah. testament, sorry, to <laughs> to showing up when you don't feel like it. When you don't want to go to the gym and you and you push through and you, and you head to the gym, deep down you probably didn't want to jump on after being crucified by these idiots. Uh, and I, I, me witnessing it firsthand – we're both people pleasers. We love people to like us. Correct. We are only trying to spread positivity in the world. So for when a mass amount of hate comes your way, and I know you're very mentally resilient, the most people would have crumbled under a few articles. There was two articles. There's like a um, 
was it Daily Mail and there was like a Yahoo one. And we all know that mainstream media has lost all credible. (laughs) Like no one with any mind reads clickbaited posts anymore. So the fact that they are posting you, it must have been a fucking slow news day. I'll tell them that much. But also to the point is that you were really mental resilient. You showing up here portrays your message and it inspires people. If you were to not jump on here and let all these people that were messaging you saying, how dare you, you should delete that message. Mm. You should delete your whole message. It's like, what? What type of world do you live in where you message a stranger to delete their point of view? That's not what life's no, about. Life's about having your point of view and, and their point of view, having a conversation like what I did with these people in the comments, coming to a conclusion, even if the conclusion is agree to disagree, yeah. that's life, right? These people are, are coming at you. So I think it's a it's a great testament, not <laughs> a great testament to your character to show up here today and speak your mind and really... push what we're saying push the message out and stay on topic to what the whole overarching subject was and can we just add can i just add to that as well sure honestly so for me personally over the years being on social media in general i've had minimal hate minimal trolling and that's because i have been very vanilla in terms of everything well i do touch on sort of i guess slightly controversial things but never anything too extreme like i've been very pulled back and reserved about talking about things and how I deeply feel about certain elements. Uh, And so if you're not talking about really out there things, like it's not going to polarise people in the way that this sort of conversation had. Uh, And uh, so for me, uh, posting something like that, putting it out there to the world, being really proud and excited, but also it takes a lot of courage for what I did, right? It takes a lot of courage for me to say, you know what, after 10 years of like, playing it pretty safe, uh, I'm going to actually stand up for what I believe in and I'm choosing to take on uh, standing up for what I believe in because I feel that I'm mentally strong enough and resilient enough to do so. But it still took a lot of courage for me to create that post, put it out there and know that I was going to put myself out there for call-out culture, cancellation, hate. Uh, I don't think uh, I expected for it to get the virality that it got and for it to explode in the way that it did. Uh, I don't think you, I don't think you ever create content with the expectation that it's ever going to go to that way. Um, but I didn't turn the comments off. I haven't turned the comments off uh, for the very reason that I wanted it to be a space where it could turn into conversation and people could have articulate conversations about it and. Uh, yeah, it's been a really interesting time for me over that. Ryan's been absolutely fucking amazing about it in having like articulate conversations with me about it. And, you know, I think that's the really big thing as well too is when I read people's messages, I mean, some people are absolutely certified off their fucking tits and I have no <laughs> time for the day of that. But when uh, some person would come in with their, um, their opinion, I'm not even going to say their argument, their opinion about my content – Ryan and I were able to have pretty articulate conversations of why that person would be bringing that argument to the table and whether we thought it was a bullshit excuse or whether we thought that that was a misinterpretation of the content or whether we thought that they were just refusing to reflect inwards and to take responsibility. So we've been able to have articulate conversations and not get offended and jaded about it, which I think is really important too that... Yes, these people are attacking me, but at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with me and absolutely everything to do with themselves. Uh, But I think, for instance, the person that Ryan was just talking about this morning that that messaged me and was saying, 
you should delete your comment. Uh, you should apologize for what you've said. Uh, um, I've seen threads where people are talking about that they're going to do everything in their power to destroy you. I mean, Psychos. what sort of comment is that? How is that conversation? And uh, what, like, you realize I'm a human, right? Like, you realize that trying to tell someone that there's people out there that their whole vendetta, and let's just make it clear, guys. I told people they were lazy. Yeah, I think like there's there's many messages. There's so many overarching topics in the world that you could discuss. There's like LBGTQ. There's like war in Ukraine, Russia. There's COVID. There's so many races, elections. There's so many things that everyone that that divides people. And this is basically, I I just laugh at. I'm like, you literally called someone lazy. And I think I'm going to put this back to. Sorry, I'm going to put this back to the influencer mindset as well for a second. I'm going to speak on behalf of your audience. A lot of influences as a general overarching assumption, a lot of females that have a great body and they a body, a a great body and have a large following predominantly, unless they've got a message to females, which you do, their overarching percentage of followers would probably be male. Now that's because they like the way they look, correct? Yours is predominantly 80% 80 females and your approach to what you said was a very masculine approach and women are more emotionally driven than men. If I was to read that, I think most men would go, well, firstly, if you look at the comments, they're predominantly all females, probably like 95% of them. I think I saw two guys in the comments and one of them was like, I hope she sees this message, bro. And I'm like, me too, bro. And I'm like, does this guy not know I date this person? Anyway, he's like, I hope she sees this message. Anyway, if this was a random guy's chat, um, it, say it's like a football locker room chat, right? Most people would be like, yeah, that's fair enough. You're lazy. Get on with it. Females are more predominantly emotionally driven. So that's why there was such an uproar because females were triggered by this. If... If this was a male posting this to a male audience, there would be nothing. It'd be like, oh, that's a, just a general gym fucking post that any I think dude would say. The majority of male stuff that's come out of this has honestly just been, I guess, more paying me out for certain elements about the way that I look, for my inflection. So there was an Australian comedian that <laughs> created a, um, a full video <laughs> about my inflection and... Uh, I understand. I understand because I've been getting it for years. I have a really thick skin about it. It really like when I see a post and people are paying me out about my voice, it honestly, I'm, I'm not changing it. After 33 years, I ain't changing it. It's like it. saying you've got a big nose. It's like this person saying, hey, you're lazy. Like, oh, how dare she? She's got a big nose. It's like, what's that got to do with the message? It it's like rather than it. attack or not attack, rather than debate your message, it's like you've got a big nose. Just, That's basically what it is. It's I, like I just can't imagine as well. Like I think of this guy, and I'm like, if I was having a conversation with you in real life, uh, <laughs> would you ever just fucking roll into a comic skit, like standing there paying me out about my inflection? Because I would love to see it. And what's his name, James or whatever? If I ever meet you in real life, I look forward to your rendition of uh, my inflection when we meet. But I think that. That's a societal thing as well, which I really don't condone. And I think that it happens so much these days that we see so many comedians taking content and paying people out. And at the end of the day, you kind of just have to have a laugh about it. That's like, what I was going to say. I was like, I'm, I'm not even angry. I'm no, like, I actually no, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I said to Hanny, I'm like, 
fight like it's not fight fire with fire but it's like just make light heart have a joke that's like i was like I that's did. actually funny i was like you do speak like that i was like i'll just go along with it and be like yeah no, that's yeah, fucking basically that. true I, was, I said i was like i'm just gonna have like a like a what can i, I was like talking to the response i was like i kind of want to have like a laugh about it because i was like that's the thing as well you have to remember if you are deeply insecure about something on social media if people make fun of it that's when you're going to retaliate in a not good way. And this is even a prime example of what's happening in the video, right? Like people are really deeply sensitive about it. So they're retaliating in the way that they are. I'm not deeply sensitive about my inflection or what someone thinks of my exterior, what someone thinks of my body. Like that doesn't jade me. So people making fun of it, mocking me, all of that, that that really doesn't matter. It's just like the lowest blow of uh, trying to insult me without having an educated conversation. You know what I mean? And I don't have time of day to educate whether you think that my voice is wrong or right yeah. or if you think that my butt isn't nice or if you think that my skin like that's just nothing to do with me like i i can't help like, you if it you comes like comes back to self-awareness it's yeah. touching on self-awareness knowing who you are and not yeah. being offended because you know deep down who you are yes someone said to me and i think we've both just been taking the absolute piss out of these comments and that's the australian way i don't know where you're watching this from maybe you're overseas but australian culture is banter i yeah. grew up with rock solid banter and i want to get into my mindset, how I got my mindset, how you were brought up and how you got your mindset because I think this is a big contributing factor Definitely. to what it is. Um, someone said to me in the comments, was like, you're really working hard with those two brain cells to write back to these comments. And I, like most people, if you were dumb, I said this to Henny, I was like, if you were dumb and you knew you were, <laughs> you were dumb, you'd be like, oh my God, that's, that's, really, that's really fucked me off. And you'll get back and you'll start like writing some hateful message. I just wrote... I was like, oh, two brain cells? I'm like, that's one more than everyone else is saying. I'm like, thank you so much. And like a kiss face. And nothing <laughs> shits these people off more than not getting the reaction they want. They want you to blow up. If you, if you fight their comments with love and just take a joke out of it, make everything lighthearted and the world yeah. would be a better place. Yeah. For me, I want to make this about me for a second and then I'll go back to your mindset, <laughs> all right? Sure. I grew up, I'll tell you how I got my mindset because I was debating a person about, it, this got on. This is um, like I said, stay on topic. Majority of the time, I'm going to go off topic onto what this person was talking about, and they made it more about depression and feeling depressed. Now, I am not a depressed person. I have, like I said, I've got waves of depression. What I do to combat it is what Henny said. I get up, I go to the gym, and I work out, go for a walk, whatever it is, get your blood flowing. If I do not train in the morning, I personally feel like a piece of shit, and I'm a very angry human being. So you do not want to be around me. I so feel this deeply, also. Yeah. <laughs> So for me, my my mindset has to, I need to get up and train, et cetera, et cetera. Now someone, she was, I, don't, I forget her name, but she was saying, you know, basically she's had depression, blah, 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 blah. How dare you? You've never had it, et cetera, et cetera. Now my mindset, I think logically, maybe you might not agree with that. And that's the beautiful thing. I'm just telling you how I think and why I think it. So someone is jumping on telling me that they've been depressed and they currently probably are still depressed. And you're trying to tell me, that me being not depressed, I should listen to you. I, Me, logically, I'm like, okay, if I've been depressed, someone else isn't depressed, I would want to adopt their mindset, correct? I'm like, you want to be happy and not depressed. This person is not depressed. I'm telling you what I do and how and why I'm not depressed. Yes, there's like examples where you have a chemical imbalance in the brain. I'm not speaking about that. This is just certain situations. You're not right? denying the facts. I'm not denying there's medical... And depression and anxiety is a thing in any whatsoever. I'm just saying adopt the mindset of someone who doesn't have it rather than vice versa. Why would you want a person who isn't depressed to think the way you do? So 
it, maybe you are on medication, maybe you ask, but her argument was there's more to life than going to the gym and doing this. Yes, I never said that. I'm just saying from a personal point of view, I'm not giving hypotheticals and saying, hey, if you did this, this and this, I'm just telling you what works for me. And if you can adopt that, that's fine. And that's what you were saying as well. What works for us is an extreme accountability, getting up, showing up when discipline. you discipline when you don't when you don't feel like it, right? So that's I think as well, can I just touch on the mental yep. health sort of while we're in that area? Yep. The mental health discussion one is a really interesting one for me for many reasons. And obviously for people that are swimming into the conversation who have never met me before, who know nothing about me and think that I'm a bimbo influencer that is so privileged and has all of X, Y, Z and that life is just all whippity-woo-ha. They don't understand that uh, I have dealt with extreme anxiety and depression. They're not seeing that. They're not seeing that part of my story, nor should they have to. That's not like, that's not the point of the whole entire post. Uh, but when I the had... Voice? The voice? The boy, uh, the fuck the you, voice. I'm getting you back. <laughs> um, but when I was really battling and I was extremely battling at that time uh, and I would lie in bed uh, and it would be 3am in the morning and I was a personal trainer and I was paying off a fucking huge debt at that time and I was drowning in self-pity and misery and I hated my life. I hated absolutely every fiber of my being and what was going on. Every single day without a shadow of a doubt, even every excuse that would run through my head of why I shouldn't have to do it, how hard life was and how much I wanted to give up, uh, I would get up, uh, I would get my ass out the front door and I would fucking go to the gym and train. And uh, Training for me, uh, knowing I had that moment and getting that endorphins rush and uh, knowing that that was my happy space and that no matter what was happening in my external circumstances or how I was feeling that in that time block, whether it was half an hour, an hour, whatever I had, uh, that I would have that joy in the day was one of the key things for pulling me out of my darkness every single day. And for me, uh, that is something that worked and that helped so much and as if I'm not going to encourage people who are dealing with mental health barriers to do the same because if I know that it can have the power like that regardless of what your circumstances are regardless of what's going on um, the antidote is always going to be the same in terms of uh, if I'm prescribing to you to go out uh, get up out of bed and to do something positive with your day you cannot tell me that that is not going to be beneficial. And yes, you can be medicated. And yes, you can go and speak to a psychologist or a counsellor day in and day out and you can wallow in self-pity and do whatever you want to do. That's fine. I'm not saying that that's wrong either. I'm not saying that I'm completely right either. I am just advising my personal experience, my personal opinion of what I would suggest to feel better. And if you can sit here right now and you can tell me that telling people to get up a stop with their excuses and fucking do something positive with their day is a bad thing, uh, then I don't fucking want you to be hanging out with me and listening to me anyway. I don't have time of day yeah. for that sort There's of thing. There's an unfollow button for a reason. You do not have to follow us. Correct. If you don't agree, that's fine. You might, not, you might agree with other things we say about other topics, but just not this one. So you can either just glide over it. You can have your own Choices. opinion, whatever. It's, we don't care. It's I don't care argument. what you think. This you shouldn't care. What, like if you, if you care what we think, so be it. If you Everyone don't, do not. Everyone has a choice. But like what you said, what's the alternative to me? I, like, maybe there are people on medication. I'm not depressed, so I don't know anything about this area. But for me, 
I feel like all medication as a whole, I've been doing a lot of investigating after the, you know, COVID and research, big pharma, listening to podcasts with um, RFK, who's running for president, and he was talking about vaccines. Mm. I'm writing a- across all the, the FDA and extra... extra I like, likes the controversial I as love well. all this like, stuff. He loves like, the controversial. Listening to how medication is licensed, etc., and big pharma pretty much run all of mainstream media and lobby and fund everything. So for me... The, the alternative to actually getting up, going to the gym, making your – I think it all comes down to a healthy diet for a start. Healthy diet, training, and a good mindset, surrounding yourself with good people, you're already off to a great start. The fact that you're going to just – what's the alternative? Lay in bed, feel sorry for yourself, and, and have medication. Medication is a Band-Aid to a bullet wound. You are going to be – they don't make medication so you can get off it. It's not a one pill, hey, you feel better now, now it's free. Mm. You're on this for life, and they want you on this for life. Yep. There's no – and then – predominantly that medication that you're having to fix that problem burns your guts. And then you've got to have another tablet to make sure your fucking stomach doesn't burn out with stomach acid. So it's a never ending problem. If you can fix it internally with just go back to ancient times, just a, a normal, simple diet, we used to we used to be very exercising. Uh, we used to do a lot of exercises, creatures. We were used to hunter and gather and stuff like that. Go back to your roots. Like what do we used to do before what current society is at the moment, you know? But like, the, I think I just want to reiterate in this space as well for because I think there will be people listening to it right now that are on medication for mental health and you know what, you are in a fucking hard place at the moment. Ryan and I have a, the most amount of ep- empathy for people that are going through fucking hell. Like, I don't want to dilute the fact for a second uh, that, yes, uh, I am calling majority of humanity lazy, I am absolutely incorrect, uh, correct in saying that. You know what I mean? I am still sticking to my guns regarding it. Most people can be giving more and doing more in their days. Uh, but if you are in hell right now and you are trying your fucking best, uh, that is not lazy. If yeah. you are telling me right now, hand on heart, that you are going through a fucking hard time and you are just trying your best to survive, then you are not the person that this post is designed for and you are not the person that I'm speaking to. And I've also had so many messages of people um, that have been going through mental health things and have said, you're completely correct. Uh, I fucking do have like the worst anxiety and the worst depression and getting up and exercising every single day is the thing that made, ultimately me. made them feel better. I got correct. this comment last night. Uh, yeah. It was tagged at both of us. And yeah. I was like, great. There's someone actually that's had what we're talking about and speaking out. Yes, it might not be the case for you. Maybe you are heavily medicated. I'm speaking just from a point of logic observation from my own personal view. Yeah. Now, what you just said, you, we both do have sympathy for... I, I have sympathy for anyone going through a hard time. Me personally, I don't care what the cause is. So... Let me extrapolate on that and expand it. We could both say our problems in life as well. Do you really care? Do you really care why we are where we are in life? Not really. I can emphasize with the fact that you feel a certain way because of a certain situation. Sure, that's terrible that you're in your certain situation. But ultimately, no one really gives a shit about you. In your life, there's a, probably a handful of people, your close friends and family. No one else really gives a shit. You've got to be the one that changes your life and... I can, like I said, I can emphasize with you, but no one needs to hear your excuses and we need to bring back tough love. And that's what I wanted to get onto. Um, well, that's what a, a lot of people are triggered by, tough love. They, they don't... The, the post. This is why it's so popular. It's like they're pandering what you're saying. Like they, they want that dopamine rush of you're like, you're doing great, you're doing great. But I, I believe that it doesn't help you. I think you need to... You ha- there's winners and losers in life. It's 
like oh, I'm sorry, I'm like that movie. What's the Will Ferrell one? He's like, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> that's literally, that's literally it. Life is super competitive, and I feel like the people that are coming at um, the peoples with the winners mindsets, they there are people in life that are uh, competing for the medal, for the blue ribbon, for the first place, and they're trying to. Uh, the people that are attacking are the people that have got participation awards. <laughs> like they're the people like, hey, you did really well. Try again next year. There's people out there that you're competing against in life that are fucking dedicating themselves day in and day out to be number one and you're competing against them and you're whinging to the people like that with that mindset and trying to tell them your problems. They've got problems as well. So they just don't speak about them. They they know that they have problems, they get on with it. That's the only solution to get on with it. And if I, like, I'm going to just say some analogies. I was like, if I was building a team, a sports team, let's, let's make it all about the athlete mindset because I think we talk about the athlete mindset a lot of, if let's let's do Conor McGregor or someone like that or Israel Adesanya for this, your audience probably have no idea. This so is a Uf- UFC. Like, let's, just just, bring, let's just bring in the hot NRL players. Yeah, NRL, whatever. <laughs> I, I watch Who's, NRL and some US. So let's just do boxing or, or UFC. Anyone that gets into a cage, they have to have a mindset of 100%, I'm going to knock this person out. I'm the winner. I'm, I'm king shit. I'm the man. I'm the woman. Whatever you want to – you have to go in with that mindset. If there is a like a slight – seed of doubt in your mind if you're like 98 percent, i'm gonna win but maybe if they get me with a, a hook i'm dead you're you've already lost the battle straight away you need to believe you're the man right or the woman if you're listening to woman. This, the woman <laughs> if you're listening to this now if i was constructing a, a sporting team in life and the people that are coming in the comments and saying you know i've got this excuse you've got this excuse you'll be the last person i'd pick you'll be the fucking water boy You'd be, you would not be on the team. Imagine rocking up game day. You've got a bunch of fucking people that think smart and they're like, okay, I've prepared. I've prepared for this. I've been training for this all week. And then you've got someone coming like, oh, I had, oh, I had a sore shoulder. I don't know if I'll make it to the game. Like I was out drinking last night. I was partying. I was doing this. They're just throwing in excuses. Sorry, I didn't get much sleep. I don't want you on my fucking team. I want to be surrounded with winners. Sharks. <laughs> fucking winners. You want to surround yourself with the people with the same mindset. You don't want to be surrounding yourself with all these. Imagine a team rocks up and everyone's late to the game. Like, oh, fuck, I oh, did this, ran Bad into traffic. Yeah, just they, could, they throw that, their whole excuse book at you. I think this is a societal thing as well. Like, I think that we are so conditioned in our society de- these days uh, that uh, bullshit excuses and laziness has become the norm and your family pander it and your friends pander it and everyone around you in your close-knit circle says, oh, that's okay. I mean, majority, okay, you're paying for a personal trainer, you're paying for a nutritionist, right? And you're paying them because you want to be in your peak performance and you want to have a great body and you want to look fucking amazing and you've got that goal in your mind or maybe you just want to feel fucking good and you want to hit a certain fitness target. And you roll into your PT session this week and you're paying this person a lot of money, right? But money is uh, like for paying PTs, it's a high level price, right? You rock up and you're like, hey, Billy, hey, Billy, I just had a really bad night's sleep. I've had a really stressful week. I just binge eat. I, I do this. And Billy said, pats you on the back and says, oh, that's okay. Like, new week, new day. Like, do you think that if Billy turned around and said, what the fuck are you thinking? We have a goal we're working to and gave you some tough love instead of fucking pandering you that you were that terrified in the week in between that training session and the next one to come back that you would probably instill change. And better than that, if Billy started messaging you daily saying, 
Hey, did you go to bed at seven o'clock last night? Tell me, like, if you were tracking your nutrition, obviously that's not my big jam, but if you were following nutrition and that's your big goal at the moment, hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do your steps? And Billy held you accountable for it for a whole entire week and you realised what it's like to have some tough love. What do you think your results would be like in comparison to if people pandered your emotions? And the same goes with trying to achieve big goals in life and for going after things and to finally wanting to instill stuff. Me waking up and deciding to do that post of calling you lazy has instilled probably more change into my community over three days than I have in five years with some of you guys. Uh, The reality check, the circuit breaker, the shock and the inwards looking that you need to do instead of deflecting and your bullshit excuses and uh, looking outwards for external validation was a circuit breaker for people. So fuck it. If tough love is what community and what people need... uh, I am willing to be that person that's going to instill change and inspire you to do better, greater things. Uh, yeah, I think what you're just saying, as an example, is Billy, you were Billy in this case, and you were being a free personal trainer, putting out a message for free to yeah. inspire that change. Because in in that certain situation, no one is going to text you to say, hey, you're waking up, unless you're paying the money. Yeah. No one's going to do it. That's You You need to take control of your life, which is the, the message. Yes. Take control of your own life. No one's going to text you to say, hey, get up. This excuse isn't acceptable. You need to do that in your own accord. And that's what it's all about, self-accountability. And I think a great example of tough love, if we want to stick to a sports analogy, would be to show The Biggest Loser. When people, like obese people go on that show, they get extremely yelled at. Fucking get down and give me another 100 push-ups. I don't want to. Get down and give me a fucking another 100 push-ups. That's what people need. They need tough love. And that's what a majority of people pay a personal training for. People need yelling at sometimes. And they that's how some people react to it. If that's not how you get motivated, if you like being, hey, could you please do this? That's fine. Don't follow the content. You don't need to comment. That's not how you fucking get motivated. Yeah. A lot of people like getting yelled at. I personally like getting yelled at. If they're like, fucking try harder. And I'm like, oh, I'm fuck my chest. Five more. Keep going. You're like, fuck, that's why you have gym bros. You go to the gym together. They're like, come on, bro, two more, two more. And you're like shaking, two more. And you're like, fuck, I've got to do it. My mate's there. That's how you do better. I I feel like, I I mean... (laughs) That's just, that's a gym point of view. Yeah, that's very gym thing. I think for me, like... I'm just making that as an example of tough love. I I believe, and this is the whole entire conversation of tough love, that people don't have a thick enough skin. And that's why people are retaliating so badly because they've been coddled their whole entire life and pandered and told that they're okay. I think my sort of mantra is very much the tough love situation and it's kind of like I really thrive off of the fact of proving people wrong and uh, when it gets in my head uh, that someone is doubting me for a second, uh, it's like a click. Uh, Something internally switches for me that when someone doubts me and says, uh, oh, like a... for whatever reason, you can't, you can't, you can't do, do it. That. You can't do that. Or some, my friend the other day actually said something to me, which really pissed me off and was just like pretty hypercritical of my life. Uh, and it pissed me off. Cause I was saying, I didn't say into the tie, but I was like, how dare you? How dare you make that opinion of me? And since that point, I have been flipping a switch of fuck you. I'm going to prove you it wrong. It ignites a fire within it your soul. It. And so for me, I wanted people to be like, fuck you, Henny, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I think for a lot of people, it kind of did do that. And uh, there's been obviously a lot of hate, a lot of anger and all of that in between. That's fine. That's not the right person to be in my community and for me to be inspiring and educating. But I want people to be angry. And I think that the 
emotion of anger for majority of society is always been like said no you should never be angry no you shouldn't be angry at certain circumstances love happiness peace if you know how to use anger and use that for fuel to your fire you are going to be able to use new heights of your life let people doubt you let people say things about you let people think whatever and then use that anger frustration pain and hurt and channel it to prove them fucking wrong there is nothing more satisfying in my life uh, than people doubting me and me proving them how fucking wrong they are and i can guarantee you right now all these articles all these people that are saying whatever they want to say about me when i get to my next milestone and I'm hitting different targets and I resurface on their page, uh, they can be realizing how wrong they were about me and what a terrible, and I guarantee you if anybody that was pulling judgment on me before or was just hating me from that one video, if they sat down and actually listened to this conversation and listened to this podcast and gave me time of day, they would understand that there is so much more to it and so much more depth behind that conversation than the bimbo influencer on Instagram. Yeah, I think people really need to evaluate their thoughts, how they got them. Most people only do this once a year. I had this thought before. I was like, most people, New Year's Year's Eve, they write down their goals like, I'm going to do this, this and this this year. They write it down, two months pass, they're back in their same fucking habits and then – and then they don't change the goals again until next year. You need to do this daily, weekly, monthly. Our whiteboards never stop changing. We have whiteboard markers. Uh, I mean, rubbers or whatever they call it. What are they? <laughs> Cloths or whatever. Rub it off. New goals. Yeah. You should be doing this all the time. People just pander around. Okay, do it once a year. You need to analyze yourself. If you're going off track, write down your goals again. How am I going to achieve these goals? All comes down to that. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. I think you've already sort of touched on it. I think... What Diary of a CEO does, he always starts his podcast <laughs> with, about your childhood. with his childhood. Let's like, let's do it like short and sweet. You say yours and say, and I'll say mine of how, because we actually had this conversation the other day, how we think the way we think is all to do with how we're raised and our circumstances and what we witnessed growing up. So for these people that may not think the way we do, we can elaborate on our upbringing and why we think the way we do because of our upbringing. I think, yeah, actually that one was a really interesting one uh, when we were discussing this because what I did discuss at the time is uh, my family growing up uh, have instilled in me extremely hard work ethic. I have worked from the day, the very day that I was able to be working. Uh, They have very much instilled the mindset that if you don't know how to do something, then you learn how to do it and then you just do it. Like there's just no shadow of a doubt. I could literally look at anything and If I wanted to be an astronaut, I could study to be an astronaut. If I wanted to go and become an elite footballer, I would go and train and figure out how to do it. I have never in my mind or ever looked at anything in any whatsoever shape or form without the mindset that I could look at it and do it and give it my best fucking crack to make it happen. And so that's very much been a core ethos for me. And they very much have always instilled in us, you know, get a degree, go be whoever you want to be, be educated. And yeah, that's what they brought me up. But my family and particularly my sweet motherfucking angel of a mother um, is very much someone that uh, would allow, would pander emotions and allow excuses. And if we didn't feel like doing something in particular, we were very much allowed to do that as a childhood, as growing up, uh, um, the most beautiful humans in the whole entire planet. But we were discussing 
is it necessarily a good thing as a parent to pander your child and to allow them to get away with excuses? And does that actually instill the type of uh, mental resilience and strength that you would need in an adult? So do I think that uh, my family doing that for me was beneficial as an adult? Uh, no, but I've evolved past that. That's the thing. You don't always have to be the same as what you were brought up with. The the level of empathy though. So my family, that's a big thing as well. My mum and dad are the most empathetic humans in the planet. I still am one of the most empathetic people in the world. And that's why this was really hard for me to do as well, guys. You've got to understand that I feel things so, so deeply. I am someone that feels emotion, feels hurt, feels pain. Uh, um, so I do very much uh, empathize with certain things to a certain degree, but yeah, I guess my childhood has dictated me as an adult to a degree, but I've also recognized extremely early and that I had to evolve past some of the concepts that my parents instilled in me and to become more hard and more resilient about certain things. And so I evolved into the person that I am. And that's not to say that my family aren't resilient and they aren't determined or anything like that, but out of all of my family, uh, I'm definitely the the tough love, like empathizing person, but also really like it. Yeah, in between between you and me, especially, you're the very empathetic one, whereas I've had a completely different upbringing. <laughs> I think that's what you learn in a relationship. You take yeah. traits from the other person. I think that I'm less empathetic, but I'm also very tough skinned and like I've that side of my, me has worn off on Henny and also her softer side has worn off on me and I've become more empathetic. I um, used to call him the Tin Man. I was like, you're the Tin Man without a heart. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I feel like it's a, it's a male thing as well to not really care. Maybe they, certain degrees, but for my childhood um, personally, so my granddad and my father owned the farmers of like fourth generation. I am the fifth generation, I'm pretty sure, but... I ruined the farming generation. I wanted to be a musician slash DJ. So, but for my whole childhood, we had a great upbringing. Both my parents are the fucking loveliest people in the world. They're super caring. We've had everything we've ever wanted. Yes, that's privilege, but you're dealt with the cards you're given. I'm taught, like, if you're born into, let's, so, not, go yeah, let's not go on, yeah, let's not go off topic. And like, I was born into a really loving family, the best parents, my father and my grandfather. All I saw from my childhood was probably 15 to 20 years of drought. And they always made sure we had the best food, the best, like they worked hard. Like that's all I saw was hard work. And no matter how, if we were broke and you had to get a loan to just to keep the farm running, that's what I saw. You'd ne- I'd never saw my dad or my granddad cry. The only time I've ever seen my dad cry was at my grandma's funeral. And that was the first time that I was like pissing myself crying because if you watch your dad cry, you're just like, fuck, I was like, waterworks. Um, but no matter how, t- like the, the times were tough, dad would never let on that we're broke or where we can't afford to keep the farm and just be like, okay, rain is coming eventually <laughs> and you just got to keep going, which is a great mindset to adopt in life. It's like good times are coming. You just got to keep, keep on going. So I've adopted that mindset and I've also adapted the mindset of, I think the farm life, you have a greater understanding of how life actually works of like, um, I know a lot of people won't like to hear this because even, even when I met Henny, I found this right with Nanook. So I've come from a point of animals seeing death constantly. You're always like seeing animals just not in a bad way, but just like livestock die. 
there's droughts. You've got to go put down animals that are in pain. They might have ran into a barbed wire fence and caught their legs, whatever it may be. I've had to put down like my own dogs, horses, anything. I've had to like literally shoot them. Um, and that's simply because most people will go to a vet, right? You pay thousand dollars to go get a needle i'm like on a farm when you've got no money and it's the most humane way anyway a straight bullet they're out so i've had to do this my whole life so i've desensitized myself to emotion i think on a level where you just know how the world works it's life and death right and then i think a lot of people that grew up in the city don't have that they're not open to that so I, i i all i've been instilled is this hard work probably i've been showing more emotion since listening to people like yourself but just get on with it. Um, the things I didn't learn, uh, also what I've actually learned is I used to go to the, my dad was a horse racing person. So we used to go to the horse races um, since I was like 10. So I used to get pulled out of school um, like one day every two weeks and I'd love it. I'd get to go in the car with dad with the horses. We used to just go to a, like a race meeting and I was around like 50 year old banter since the time I was 10 till 17 for like seven years at least like once every weekend or once every two weeks, I would be listening to like adult conversations, like really funny humor. That's why I don't care about what anyone says. Like my dad and everything would just have straight banter with their friends and that's their relationship. Um, So that's why I've grown up with having a joke and understanding how to talk to people of all ages, young and old. I don't really care. As long as you've got great conversation, I'll talk to you. (laughs) The things I didn't learn, which um, coming from a country town, and what I've learned recently, and that's all from self-education. And it's like what Henny said, she's learned so much in the back end of like the last three weeks. It's, it's like her mind's been exploded. But I started this journey probably a year ago and I'm like, holy fuck, there's so much out there that we actually don't know and we probably don't even have the time to educate ourselves on. Yeah. Um, the things I didn't learn was like investing, yeah, tax. Actually, yeah, can we just add in there as well? That was something that I guess traditional finances, understanding traditional finances, I think that's something that I've avoided for years too because I was like, oh, it's so boring. It's such a drain. And I've just been like listening to a book about finances and actually just basic concepts of different financial things that I didn't even really comprehend before. And for me, I'm... Yeah, mind blown. And I'm like, why did no one teach this to us earlier? Like, why do I not understand this? You think you understand money until you start actually educating money and you are so humbled so quickly about it. But I think it's like, it's, it's okay to, to say that you don't know things. Like I could base, so for this conversation, we could say we know nothing really about investing. There could be an investor or someone that works in banking right now. Like what fucking dumb idiots Literally, these two are. Yeah. But it's like, you won't know how to make a song and master it and put it out, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how to do what Henny does and fucking run a multifaceted brand. Everyone's got their own. Everyone's only got a certain amount of hours in the day and they've yeah. all got their niche thing. And so passions. To- like if you don't have the passion to look into something like that, nor have you ever been around conversations for it, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, the reasons that we learn so much and why for me in particular, I've been up leveling so much lately is I'm listening to conversations that I wouldn't normally listen to because Ryan's saying to me, hey, you really need to listen to this podcast. And with the people and the community that I hang out with, my friends and no detriment to them and their conversations, but I hang out with fitness people. I hang out with a certain community of people. I follow a certain community of people and I've been very conditioned to a very... Fitness, guess, nutrition fitness and, and marketing, I'd marketing, say. Yeah, so I, a very, I guess, select group of people and conversations. So now I'm expanding my thoughts and ideas to so much more to that. Thank you to Ryan. Um, and uh, for me, that has been 
really motivating, inspiring. And I would even say for me creating that post that I did, it was inspired by the fact that I was finally surrounding myself with people that are not on traditional social media anymore because they've been banned from social media and because they are power and speaking freely without fear of cancellation and call out cultures and they're saying their minds without the fear of uh, anything else Uh, and I was like I want to be a part of that I want to be a part of a movement where we are able to speak our mind and we're entitled to have an opinion about things without being completely cancelled out by society because you have a different opinion that might not be what that person's is and we need to not shut down people that are trying to speak out as well because there is so much censorship in the world and you'll have events like covid where take for example i remember when covid happened and people were doing the protests in sydney and even like a couple of people that i knew they're in these marches i was like look at these fucking idiots because we'd be literally being brainwashed by the media that these people were the bad people that for protesting and i guess some of them some of them did some dumb shit amongst them but like they were protesting right and yeah. i was like these fucking idiots and now we look back moving forward like two or three years and the whole thing was a fucking facade and we're just like it, it just all just vanished now and now it's like the new thing russia ukraine war and it just it continually goes on and you just get fed bullshit and bullshit and you're like and it's like but what they did was what they did was they censored one side of the argument and there's so there's so many people that didn't get vaccinated that lost their jobs there's doctors credible doctors that were like going voicing their opinions they still have not got their jobs they've never recovered from that mm. and there's moving forward there's a um i've wrote it down here there's a um let me what do they write here it's the cd CBDC, it's the Central Bank Digital Currency. So there's a currency they're trying to roll in very soon, which is going to replace all money. So they're trialing it in certain countries. So basically you'll have digital currency everywhere. And I've been listening to a lot of high-level podcasters and they're like, that's just giving the government more power and control over us. Imagine a certain situation they were saying where a new world event comes, like a new COVID or whatever they wanted to do to control us. And then rather than you go down there and and contest it and maybe you get a a, a protest and you get a $1,000 fine in the mail six months later, imagine they lock off your money. Imagine they just go bang, not they go lock, you can't spend money. You can't do anything. You You cannot do anything. So we're at a position now where I think we're all going to need to, and especially with AI coming into play as well, um, I think we're, there's so, like this year alone and probably like the last 18 months with AI coming in. It's such a new technology and it's so powerful. We're actually going to need to be able to have differing opinions and speak out against what's going to happen in the future. And other people shutting other people's opinions down should not yeah. be happening. I feel <laughs> like it's it's baffling that uh, we live in a society these days where freedom of speech and being able to have articulate conversations and having that I have an opinion, you have an opinion and being able to have a discussion about that as adults and sort of an articulate conversation of this is what my opinion is about and trying to make that person understand it and maybe you both will never come to an agreement for it. Maybe you both at the end of the day have the conversation and don't agree on the topic. That is so okay. It is so okay for people to have their opinions in life and people now get so jaded and so angry and so frustrated and they're like, cancel this person for having an opinion, cancel this person for doing this, cancel that. 
That's not how society is meant to run. And we are going to be on a very downward spiral with absolutely everything in life. If we live in a society where people do not have the freedom to speak, we are completely controlled by government dictations. Like, we're fucked. Like, so I think that... People need to be celebrating people instead of dragging them down when they have a different opinion or opening up a conversation in an adult, mature way so that more people can instill and to use your brain. At the end of the day, like we're talking about people to use your brain and to have articulate conversations. I think, yeah, removing removing emotion and just, I think it's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. There's logic and then there's emotion. So yeah. they, when they get blurred, that's when, when things get heated. Um, so if you can try and remove the emotional aspect from it yeah. and just take everything with a grain of salt, even like myself personally, and I know you as well, we're both not married to our thoughts. If you give a reasonable argument or a, a reasonable debate and you're like, well, I never thought of it that way. That's what conversation's for. If someone gives an opposite opposition point, you've got some strong views. You're like, oh, okay. I never actually thought about that. Yeah. And then you can, you can elaborate and really flesh out your idea. And that's what me and Henny do with a lot of our analogies. I'll just like, I wrote some analogies down. I was like, how's this? Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on this? And she'd be like, Oh, I don't know about this part. I'm like, well, I think it's good, <laughs> but I that's fine. But we, we agree to disagree. And then sometimes she'd be like, I would, I would word your analogy in this way. And then, and that's how people flesh out quotes and ideas that you, you, you say them to people and if they resonate and if they don't, you, t- you I think, tweak it. I think the quote that I love the most is that the only thing that we can be certain of is that we are, uh, no, nothing. nothing at all and it is so so true and I wish people would understand that when they are consuming social media and they're being influenced by people and they're looking at content have that light bulb moment of when you're looking at something is that person does that person actually is what they're saying even right because at the end of the day that's one person in yes they might be an authoritative figure and maybe they do have millions of followers and maybe they do have a letter of authority but what, what, who are they to say what they fucking know is true? And I think of when I think of the fitness industry as the prime example of it, there might be trends and things that are coming through at the moment and people are saying, this is the ultimate glute exercise. This is your best glute building exercise. This is how you're meant to do the form. This is how you're going to do the exercise. And then in five years time, this revolutionary breakthrough comes through and they're like, we've actually been doing that exercise completely wrong this is how you're meant to be doing it now. And so I think of like, even when I was a PT and when I was doing my certifications and education around that time, the cues, what I was taught by the the leaders in their industry at that time are completely different to what they teach these days about what the cues are, what the movements are, what, how you should be positioning your feet, what you should be doing, completely different from that time too. So the only thing you can be certain of in whatever degree and whatever regard is that we know nothing at all. So true. I just want to give you some flowers as well after you said that I've been showing you some world things because I didn't get to finish on my things I did not learn, which was investing and money in yes, tax. So you, you said I'm actually helping you. And the, the fact that you hang around predominantly fitness industry people. Another thing I didn't learn was nutrition coming from a small country town. I'm yeah. like, my whole mind with nutrition, marketing, hearing Henny's business calls when I walk in and out to make my food, how much she hustles and knows how to build a brand. There's so many different things and moving parts that I've learned from you, which I really appreciate. What it, what, you Nut- guys, if you haven't been following for the best, my favorite moment with Ryan was when we were in hotel quarantine. <laughs> He had no idea about nutrition, right? And if you're one of the OGs and have followed us since then, you'll remember this vividly. 
And um, I was sitting there and I was like, fuck, we are eating so much food in this. Like, I'm going to... Um, I thought you going to say the MyFitnessPal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, all right. I'm going to like it. I'm going to um, the calculator. And Ryan's like, oh, what's that, what's that app thing that you mentioned the other day? My Fitness Friend. And I was like, no, it's Is my it MyFitnessPal? Yeah, it's MyFitnessPal. I still don't know what it's called. And to Ryan was just baffled because he has no idea. Like, I mean, he still pretty much has no idea when it comes to... He has a better idea, but he still is pretty... Um, I think unless you're competing. So Henny's friends, I'll hear like, okay, they have 200 calories of this. They weigh out, they've got the scales and everything like that. I'm I'm not competing for anything. I just like, I, I work out to look good and feel good. That's straight up it. Same. And <laughs> so no, as long as I, I get to the gym, I feel good. Us. If I want to have a chocolate cookie at night with a glass of milk, I fucking do it. So um, for the fact of nutrition, I had no idea what a calorie was. Like no. calorie was. I used to train. I've always had the mindset of doing physical activity. I used to go to the gym from 16 to like, I don't know, probably from like 14 to 18 when I was at school and stuff, trying to get bigger to impress girls, get your bigger biceps, whatever. You're still working on that. Still working there. Pretty scrawny. You can't really tell the difference from the forearm to the bicep. Um, so... Yeah, I used to just work out, but I, I was like, why am I not getting bigger or why am I not getting smaller? I'd always just stay the same. And it, it, 90% of it is all nutrition. Now I hang around constantly just people talking about nutrition. It's all what you eat. And I never knew like, okay, you had to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. I'm like, what's a calorie deficit? Honestly, what's an, if you guys what's a surplus? What's a deficit? Like they don't teach you was- enough of this at school. And I think these are some other things. Yeah. So like nutrition, tax, investing, how the world actually works, they're never going to teach you that because they don't want you to know. But avoiding right. t- like tax loopholes, if you can start companies and to reduce your tax rate, like there's so many different things that you don't get taught and you've got to self-educate yourself or listen to podcasts. Yeah. And we even say like, we are so privileged to be able to listen to high level intellectual conversations of like high level CEOs that have built like brands from zero to a billion dollars and you yeah. can literally hear their story from the ground psychology, up psychology like you, everything yeah. you get to you get to be a fly on a wall for conversations that we would never have yeah. traditionally been privy to and um, we were actually talking about it because i think about like for instance my grandma right my the only way that my grandma with her seven children was able to educate herself was through encyclopedias right that was one narrative <laughs> that she was able to educate she actually like pretty much one sale of the century with it because she was someone that just was obsessed with self-learning and I'm like my grandma if she was in this day and age uh, I mean uh, she would be a fucking weapon of education because she would just read day in day out and I'm like we're so lucky that we have so many opportunities to educate ourselves with so much so I guess Ryan and I sort of have the mindset that like go out there and explore different areas than what you normally would do for your education as well and go for the people that are the thought like the thought provoking people that aren't the traditional people that are playing it safe with their conversation and giving you the vanilla information like yeah. go for the people like that are trying to stimulate conversation that is out there and open your mind and maybe you don't agree with everything you say maybe you absolutely fucking despise the person and you're like what they're saying is a load of rubbish but then you reflect on some of the things and you start seeing the world in a very different way and so it's good yeah to just hear an an alternate point of view because we're drilled in the media about a certain thing whoa that's a great thing we could make my pop was staying up here two weeks ago and we don't watch television at all we put the fucking news on because he watches the news we put the news on and it was just depressing story after depressing story and i'm like we watched the news for an hour and it was like murder someone got stabbed House someone had a heart down, attack cars stolen like just fucking wars. depression after depression and there was not a good story for an hour and i'm like 
actually felt a bit shit after watching no, it. I'm I like, this is why we don't watch this stuff. I'm like, I, all I listen to is inspirational podcasts on yeah. how to make it. That's all I listen to of like different mindsets and opposing views to what we're told. Because and we're not saying you should be educated on worldly events. That's not the thing. We're saying like, that's what I enjoy. I'm yeah. saying traditional forms of uh, education and traditional forms of news and information. I don't necessarily trust anymore and I'm going to be that I don't person think anyone that says does. That. Well, no, they do. That's the whole problem with society these days and that's why well, we people have People that I hang around don't. Well, no. I'm <laughs> saying like for the majority of people, there's a lot of people out there that have a very traditional mindset and a very... And this is why my post has caused so much conflict as well. It's because majority of people have a very traditional mindset and believe way what way you've been thinking. told in the papers believe so, what the news are telling you believe what the influencers are telling you believe that people around you are telling you your community and circles so when you have someone that's out there with their approach and out there with their thoughts sayings and being yeah you resist it and say what the fuck do you know how dare you say that because you're not open-minded uh. yeah well i think people really all well, the media discredit people's their own intellect to make a decision you could listen to what they're saying and what they're saying come to a conclusion yourself i'm pretty sure most people have the brain power to be like okay i agree with that i actually don't agree with that that's sort of true you can sort of come up with your own resolution and you can believe what you want to believe people that are opposed to shut the other view down why why do they want that of you not spoken about what like you need to analyze everything why do they not want you to know about this why do they you know it's just it's just inter- it's like so interesting how quickly people want to shut things down it's like i think the argument just to drift quickly back into the mental health things when people were sitting there wildly defending yeah. the thing that is meant to be the the thing in their life that brings them the most amount of sadness and yeah. ruins their life and forces them to stay in bed day in and day out but they're sitting there on my post defending the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm kind of like, why are you defending something like this? And this goes for like any of the other things. Like, Why are you defending something that's meant to be hurting your life so badly? And why are you so passionate in your conviction of defending something when I'm only trying to instill something that's a different, a different belief. way of thinking? What's What you've been doing and what you've been told is clearly not working, which yeah. is why you are depressed and writing on someone's account. So... Why won't you adopt something new? Something different. Try something try different. Try something different. It's not working what you're doing, obviously, so why not try something different? Yeah, and I think that's, yeah, I think if we're expanding this thought, and I really hope that people do listen to this podcast and that they reflect of, like, everything, everything that you know, everything, the way that you look at life. Like, I honestly feel like for me over the last few weeks, last few months of what I've been doing, it's like I've been walking around in... A blindfold, in, you said. <laughs> it's like I've been walking around with glasses on that are black and white and I see everything black and white and I've taken them off and I'm seeing it in colour for the very first time and I'm seeing so many different colours and so many different things. Monica's doing a very good thing <laughs> in the So many different colours and so many different things and it's exciting and I feel... Yeah, I feel inspired and ready to take on this new chapter and hopefully take this chapter on with you guys as well. Yeah, this is a big episode. So yeah, there's sorry, a lot to unpack here. Yeah. I think this is a fucking great episode. Like this is, I always say to Henny, we normally, Henny normally talks about boring shit to me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not, not going to lie. Up. You just spent an hour oi, and a half oi, telling people how many good conversations oi, we've actually we, no, had. No, we do. From the last couple of months, but it used to be just like, oh, did you see this person's new we dog? Or a bit like a bit plain. I'm like, oh, this is what I love talking about. This 
like what we just spoke about, I could just go on for days and hours and Henny's re- like really adapted that now. And that's why I think she's seeing a bit more and I fucking love it. Like I literally love coming home to talk about it with her. I'm like, I'm like Ryan, listen this happened. What, what do you think of this? And yeah. like really flesh out ideas. I think it's, it's exciting. It's super yeah. exciting to talk about something that's like, oh, what's fucking, what's lo- on Love Island? Like that's most people's life. They sit down fucking, what'd you do at work? How much fucking... What episode of Love Island are we watching? Why don't you, you have some big conversations, listen to podcasts together, analyze them in your own way? It's like super exciting. As well, like we overlap so much. It's like, well, I fucking know what you've done today. You've got to give me. Like, what else are we going to be talking about? But yeah, thank you so much for everyone yep. to tuning in today. Thank you for everyone that has been supporting over this time. As I mentioned on my post too, um, I don't expect people to go into battle with me as well obviously it's a really scary space to jump on social media with a lot of lunatics out there um and maybe your mental health isn't that good and you don't feel like having to defend and to take on yeah we'll uh, take them on for you because i don't give a fuck what anyone says about me and i just think as well if you do (laughs) want to say something that you are so entitled to your opinion and remember that as well that if you're going in there to have an articulate conversation with another person amazing you might learn something they might learn something but yeah i guess just be aware that you won't be having articulate conversations with a lot of people. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you like this type of conversation, let us know and we might do some more. Yeah. So there's no six-month absence. I really want to keep doing this stuff anyway and talk about stuff. <laughs> so The spicy controversial. But spicy controversial. I hope you guys had it. Uh, yeah, once again... I think I'm it was gonna, a great episode. My, I think, I'll do my I think, side. I'm still saying it's a no, side. No, <laughs> I, I just, I just want to give you some flowers again. I think you did extremely brave to come on here today and portray your message and keep pushing forward in the face of adversity with haters. Not a lot of people can do it. And like you said, the people that are speaking out and supporting you on the comments, that just shows who you are as a character to stand out against people that are trying to, you know, silence silence a message so basically the going gets tough the tough get gets going but guys if you enjoyed this podcast if you want to hear more make sure you hit subscribe uh, and don't a- be a lazy cunt <laughs> <I'm out>. <laughs> <laughs> make sure to send me a message if you listen to it and uh, give it a share on uh, your social media because when you support the channel that supports getting the message out there but go out be a kind person to other people be even kinder to yourself and thank you so much for joining us uh, see you guys uh,